0: I went to a place which was huge and you had a tiny bit piece of that huge piece expecting to learn about how to run a company. And it was a huge mistake that I did. It was a great place, but it was not aligned with my objectives of starting up.
1: Hello, fellow risk takers, and welcome to my worst investment ever. Stories of loss to keep you winning. In our community, we know that to win in investing, you must take risk, but to win big, you've got to reduce it. My mission is to reduce risk in your life. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to pause this episode right now and go to myworstinvestmentever.com to take the risk exposure quiz I've created from the lessons I've learned from all my guests. It's time to learn how exposed you are to risk in your life and how to reduce it. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott from A Stotts Academy. And I'm here with featured guest, Jofin Joseph, who is about to join our mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. Jofin, do you accept this mission? And are you ready to rock?
0: Absolutely, absolutely, Andrew. Thanks, Thanks a lot for hosting me. Thanks a lot for having me here. So I absolutely love your mission, and uh, glad to be and pumped to be contributing to it.
1: Yeah, and I think you're going to add to this mission by telling your story, and I'm really excited to you know hear more. But let me introduce you to the audience. Jofin Joseph is a third-time entrepreneur who chose education and early childhood development as an area to work within his new startup, Toto Learning. He has had a successful exit. In his previous startup, and is a huge believer in failures being the best way to learn fast. Joven, take a minute and fill any further tidbits about your life.
0: Sure. Thanks, Andrew. So yeah, so I have been in the startup space for a long time, close to 10 years now, and been been building different startups. One startup right from college. With a not so serious attempt to start up, then went out to work for a couple of years, then started again in the data analytics software space, got that company acquired, and in 2016, and started building out. This was a U.S. based company, and started building out that company's India operations. And during that time, my first child was born three years back, and that changed my life again. So the first was in 2012 when I got started with my startup, and the second was in 2018, when my child was born, I would say. So that got me interested, curious about early learning, early childhood development, parenting, how to do that. So I uh, started reading, researching a lot, which got me to starting off again, this time in a very different space where from what I'm, I, I was used to, this time in, in learning, development, childhood parenting space, and that's what I'm doing right now. So Now, I am this guy who is sitting between a bunch of educators, teachers, ideating every single day how to make lives of parents easier and lives of children more fulfilling and fun in their early childhood years. Mm. So I play a lot with toys. I play a lot with little bit of children toys every day of my work life. And there's a lot of fun. I I find a lot of fun there.
1: And what would be like the, the ideal client of yours or the ideal customer what would be their, you know, their pain points or what it is that they're struggling with that you can you know, try to solve through your, your company and your solution?
0: Yeah, so parenting is much more of an important topic than it is given the importance. So, see, 90% of brain development happens before the age of six and it is proven physical brain development, right? And 90% of the time of a child, a normal school-going child, is actually spent at home, mostly with parents. And another fact is early childhood, in in early childhood, learning is continuous. It doesn't happen over a two-hour lecture. It is continuous, every single experience matters. If you bring in all these three points together, parent becomes the most important educator in a child's life when 90% of brain develops. Ironically, parent is also the most undertrained educator a child would ever meet in his or her life, right? We want to change this. We want to give parents the awareness or better awareness about their children, better knowledge about parenting and the tools to do effective parenting and home learning. Mm. So that's what we are up to. So our customer is parents of young children below the age of eight. And especially people who are first time into parenting, getting into that experience, etc. So we are building for them. So we are we are actually building for the parent-child relationship.
1: Wow. And and when someone signs up for your service, they're gonna be getting some app and they'll be getting some actual materials that they'll receive or what is it what is it like for them?
0: Yeah we have both. We have a a free and open mobile app which you can use to understand better about your child's learning stages, etc. It'll give you suggestions of activities and other things which you can engage your child with. It has got these little bit of challenges that you can take for seven days, 14 days, et cetera, which will make you a slightly better parent over that period of time. We don't give you lectures over the app. We don't give you videos over the app, etc. It is all experience that we provide over the app. Got it. We also have a guided home learning where you get a personal mentor to take you through the whole process, as well as physical learning packs, which you can actually use at your home. So it's a, it's a solution across the space. So you can start with the app. If you want to, you can move into the more detailed solutions.
1: And for the listeners out there, if you're interested, you can go to, I'll have a link in the show notes to totolearning.com app. And also, I believe you've been kind enough to give a 10% discount code, which is friend of Toto, which is, will be in the show notes. So you can go into there if you're interested in learning more. One last question about this from your vision, you know, you're, you're a startup, you've got, you know, a long way to go. You've got a lot of things you're putting together, but you've got a vision. Let's imagine that a young couple, a husband and wife have a young kid. They're the perfect age for what you provide. They love it and they implement it over a series of years or whatever that period of time takes. And at the end of that period, what is the promise? What is going to be great about that kid or that parent or their relationship with their kid relative to if they didn't do what you provide?
0: Yeah, so great question and thanks for asking that Andrew. So two things, for the parent, there is the short-term and the short-term impact of Just being a better parent, right? So just being more emotionally better at parenting. Take off all the stress out of parenting. Take off all the hard parts of parenting and make it easier for you, right? You really think about it. You might be struggling to take care of two kids at home, but a teacher does 30 kids easily at a school, right? Because they have their tactics. We are trying to give you those tactics of doing effective parenting and better connecting with parents. So we want to make child time your best time. Right. So, and that's the promise for the short term for the parent. For the child, a great childhood actually builds a foundation for everything in the future. So, the way we see it, early learning is strategic. It is aimed at a world which is 20 years later. Right. So, if you imagine a world which is 20 years later, it is going to be trumped. I mean, it's going to be ruled by creativity, human creativity, because that's what cannot be replaced by machines or anything. So, our systems are built in such a way that kids explore their own creativity and grow its creativity and life skills. So we prepare your child for a world which is 20 years later by preserving their creativity, enhancing their creativity and making them better humans. So that's what we promise. For your child, it's a very long-term impact. For you, it's a short to mid-term impact which will change your life
1: as a parent. That's exciting. I love the idea of tips and tricks too. I'll just tell you one last trick that my mom did when I was a kid and maybe, maybe the listeners out there can apply it. I know mom's listening. So she remembers this well. I was a young kid. I would say I would probably be about, let's say about maybe seven or eight. And I did the same thing that most kids do in the summertime, mom, I'm bored. And so she said, we had a, you know, white house. And she said to me, why don't you paint the house? (laughs) And I thought to myself, I'm not old enough to paint the house. I'm not allowed Mm -hmm. to paint the house. Mm -hmm. Only a professional could paint the house. And my mom said, you can do it. And I said, okay. So my mom got a a bucket of paint, a can of paint. In those days we had coffee cans. Mm -hmm. She got that can of paint. She put it down next to the wall, outside of the house. She gave me a brush. She said, put the brush in the paint and then paint the wall. It didn't matter that the wall was dirty and all of that. So I started painting and my mom went back in and did her work. What I learned later that I didn't really realize as a young kid was that what was in the can was water, not paint. And when I was painting, the paint changed because it was a dirty wall. So the wall <laughs> got clean as I was painting it. So I thought I'm painting it. So there's a little <laughs> tip and trick that I'm sure your team is going to provide a lot of those types of fun activities and ideas. So. That's my little tip and trick that comes from my mother. And now it's time to share your worst investment ever. And since no one goes into their worst investment thinking it will be, tell us a bit about the circumstance leading up to it, and then tell us your story.
0: Sure. So, yeah, so I, as I said earlier, I started off pretty early, two years into my work life. But even before that, we had this very small startup experience in college. So ran a, ran a small little services, software services startup for three years. And from the second year of college to the fourth year of college, served a few customers, built websites, et cetera. Then at the end of the college, we decided to, okay, part ways, go to some place, work, gain some experience, gain some money, and then come back and start up again. So the company that we chose to do was by chance, mostly one of the largest IT services companies in India. So um, it was a great place. It was a wonderful place. Garden there, a huge lot of exposure to the world out there and great teams, great people to work with, great culture in the company, everything, right? So everything was great. So six months down, one year down, I was having a blast, a great life. For the first time in, in life, we were actually earning money at the end of the month, which was great. <laughs> so that went on for some time. One year passed. One and a half years passed. And then it started hitting us that we are probably not doing enough. Right? We were probably doing more in terms of having fun, building stuff in college than in a work life. Right? So every day we would come back from work thinking that, OK, what have I done today? Not much, except for the fact that we get the salary at the end of the month. There's not much that we've done and if you think what is a learning that you would take into the, your your future startup that you would be building there's not much right so and having done something like a startup in college always came back to you saying okay you've got to start you've got to start up right so it took us two years to actually again decide to come out of come out of work and start off right after starting Two months in the startup was more learning than two years at the corporate life. So those two years, I would say, is my worst investment, right? I went to a place which is huge and you had a tiny bit piece of that huge piece expecting to learn about how to run a company. And it was a huge mistake that I did. It was a great place, but it was not aligned with my objectives of starting up. So if I were to go back, to my younger self, just out of college and doing it again, I would either start off right from college or join a, join a startup to learn the tricks of the trade. Mm. So that's a big piece. That's my worst investment. Got it.
1: So what lessons did you learn from this?
0: <laughs> yeah, so a lot. First of all, the importance to start, right? So having a great set of people around you, having a great set of, what do you say, family friends around you who encourage you to do that is a great asset, right? It's an it's an undervalued asset always. So I was lucky enough to have it, which, which is great for me. Second, the very importance of starting, right? So until you start, it's very difficult, right? When you plan, you feel like it is very difficult, but when you start, it's easy. Everything becomes easy, right? Everything starts falling in place. I'm not saying that it's it's going to be a no risk or no hardship time. But it's going to be a lot of fun doing all those things. So those are my biggest learning. And start as early as possible. No time is too late. Today is the best time, right? So start as early as possible. Right. Stop thinking, start doing is foundational that I learned from the wow. experience. Yeah.
1: Let me summarize, you know, what I take away from it. It kind of it reminded me of when I graduated from university. It was 1989 and I had an undergrad in finance, and I decided that I wanted to get my MBA right away. I didn't want to wait for five or seven years, so I signed up at the same place I went for my undergrad, Cal State Long Beach in Los Angeles, Long Beach, Los Angeles. And then on the day that I started my MBA, right after university, I went to work at Pepsi, and I worked in manufacturing. But the thing is is that I had no thought in my mind of a startup. You know, that just wasn't in my mind. maybe it's just because, okay, my father worked for one company all of his life and that's mainly what I saw around me. And it's just so interesting, the world we live in now, where there's such this, you know, that people even think, I mean, you're probably gonna fail at your first startup. So, you know, even, even though it's gonna be hard and challenging, it's just not something that even went into the mind of, of my generation in some ways. Then I moved to Thailand. And I started teaching and then I started having to do some other activities to make extra money, like teaching privately and other things like that. And then eventually I got a job in the world of finance. And then it's like a whole world of opportunity, you know, I woke up to. And I guess the big thing that you remind me of is that the dynamic nature of developing and emerging economies is so exciting. There are opportunities at every single corner, but that's not the case in a developed kind of, you know, in some ways, rigid place, like, let's say, in America, you just don't think about a lot of that. And so you just remind me of the excitement I felt when I came to Thailand, but you also remind me that the new generation, for the listeners out there, you know, you are thinking about this idea that, you know, I want to start something on my own, I want to do a startup. Is there anything you would add to that?
0: No, no, that, that's a, that's one great point. So being in a, being in a, a developing place like India or Thailand, you are faced with problems every nook and corner, right? So there are problems around, there are tons of problems around to solve. And as an entrepreneur, as a startup person, it's all about solving those problems in the right way. That's where the trick is, right? So that's the starting point. And if you if you look well enough, you have a lot of those problems around you, which is great. And that is, I mean, you, you meet a, a set of people who have the drive to succeed, a strong will to succeed. And that's, Another big piece of starting up. So yeah, that's a great point, Andrew. Yeah,
1: it's it's everywhere. There's opportunity everywhere. And you know, it is also in the West, but I would say that if all you did was go to the West and look at an idea that worked well there and then came to your own hometown and said, I'm gonna bring this here, just doing that is not necessarily innovation, but it's just taking, you know, and I have had as a financial guy, I do have a lot of investors from around the world that asked me the question, like, you know how should I look at Asian markets? Mm -hmm. You know, is it over? Have they already developed? Or what's going on? I just said, there is so much opportunity and there is a population that is striving for more. They're striving, they're complaining. This service here is not so good. The product's not so good, you know, and they want more. And it's that drive to want more and better products and services that ultimately will drive entrepreneurism in Asia that will ultimately you know make these countries even more dynamic and i've seen after 30 years in thailand a huge transformation so based upon what you learned from this story and what you continue to learn what one action would you recommend our listeners take to avoid suffering the same fate
0: yeah so i'm very sure the situation that i had while i was in the corporate working there are a lot of people in that situation right i speak to a lot of friends who want to start up who want to do something but they're, they're stuck in that journey of like every month end Fed Paycheck, right? So there's a lot of comfort there and they're stuck in that comfort zone. So the one thing that I would say is start. Nothing is as difficult as you think it is once you start, right? So that's a big thing, right? So you, you just get started and you don't have to really quit to get started. You can start right now, right today. So stop planning, start doing, right? So that will, that will put you in motion and that will put you in the right track to actually elevate your life to a different level, both from a work satisfaction and happiness perspective, as well as an economy and wealth perspective.
1: So just start, stop planning, start doing. Ladies and gentlemen, that's your challenge. Why don't you pick today to just start? And you heard what he said, you don't have to quit to start, just start. Last question. What is your number one goal for the next 12 months?
0: Yeah, so bringing up this baby called total learning. (laughs) So uh, we are at the very early stages, just getting out there and working with a few parents, etc. Over the next one year, I want to touch 50,000 parents and change their lives for the good. So that's where we are gearing up to.
1: That's exciting. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to join that journey or you're interested, I know some of my listeners are venture investors and others. If you're interested in investing, if you're interested in joining, just go to totolearning.com, And also you got a 10% discount coupon code, friend of Toto, which I've got in the show notes. Listeners, there you have it. Another story of loss to keep you winning. Remember to go to myworstinvestmentever.com to take the risk exposure quiz. It's time to see how exposed you are to risk in your life and how to reduce it. As we conclude, Jeff and I want to thank you again for coming on the show. And on behalf of Aestats Academy, I hereby award you alumni status for turning your worst investment ever into your best teaching moment. Do you have any parting words for the audience?
0: Thank you so much. And this is great that you're doing, so impacting the lives of a lot of people, right? So reducing risk is... Equals growth, right? So you reduce risk, you grow, right? So you once you reduce risk, you have the flexibility to try out new things and grow, right? So which is a great mission and and happy to be part of it. And thanks for having me.
1: Fantastic. And that's a wrap. On another great story to help us create, grow, and protect your wealth. This podcast is about one person, one story, one mission to help 1 million people reduce risk in their lives. Fellow risk takers, this is your worst podcast host, Andrew Stott saying, I'll see you on the upside.